how's everybody doing after the summer on this rainy day? <laughs> Are we all good? <laughs> it's a bit miserable, isn't it? But we're content. <laughs> when I was um, Googling the Lord's Prayer, I accidentally typed the Lord's Prayer, and I was just thinking, how would that read, uh, the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, I'm going to sit around all day, do and say nothing, and turn into a Lord. <laughs> Not good. So we're going to do the Lord's Prayer, um, and we're going to talk about he is Father. He's the source. Um, he, this is an us prayer. Um, you said large print would be enough, and it's not. That's frightening. Okay, third, we're going to talk about it's going to be okay on the provision front. Okay, so in this context where Jesus is sharing, he's sharing with friends how to pray. He's telling them how he does it. And if you're a friend of God, then this is for you. And if you're not a friend of God, hopefully it'll encourage you to become a friend of God. Because actually he's good. And he's quite nice. (laughs) He's very nice. Um, Jesus is on a mountain and there's tons of folks around there following, but he has just taken 12, just a few friends, to explain a few things who can then reciprocate and model these truths amongst the crowds and wherever they find themselves tomorrow. (laughs) Um, It's just after a chat on giving, interestingly, and there's some guidelines. If you want to know more about things like that, see Mark. Um, And... Um, It's just before a chat about how we make a living and guidelines within that context and our hearts within that. Um, Most of us have the reality of savings, loans, mortgages. Um, We might have um, student loans, um, car loans, um, and family provisions which need to be met and accounted for. These themselves are not evil. Joseph, Genesis 41:36. Joseph is a man who is working with Pharaoh, with a, a major leader. And in a dream interpretation, he helps to save a whole nation. And he helps to save that nation by storing up resources for difficult times of harsh weather and economic conditions ahead. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> uh, it's going to be okay. Um, That's with God's wisdom and spiritual insight. Matthew 6, verse 19, this urges us not simply to store up treasures on earth where it's finite, but it's all about the heart and where our heart is yielded to in that journey. Matthew 6, 32 says, for the pagans run after these things, and running suggests a high pace. It suggests breathlessness. It suggests they're in hot pursuit. But scripture also tells us in Matthew 31 that your father knows the need beforehand and he will put bread on the table. So notice the difference between running behind something and chasing it with a breathlessness and a stress and the assurance in our hearts that there is a provisional package for us to uncover and discover in our lives two opposite things. So the truth is that we are created to work. It's good. Um, It's for good works which your father has prepared for you in advance to do. So it's good to have a vocation. It's good to have a gift. You are a gift. Your personality is a gift. In Proverbs 21.5, we're warned against being like a craving sluggard. 
kind of thinking, what does that look like? A fat, lazy person who's addicted to alcohol? I don't know. Could be many things. I don't really want to go there. Um, which will be his death since his hands refuse to do work. So there's a principle here that work is good. And Ecclesiastes 3.13, in the New Living Translation, it says, and people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. He's a good father. There's nothing wrong with that. So God wants us to work. He wants us to serve. He wants to bless wherever he's put us. And that worker is worth his or her wage. Uh, the goal is actually a contentedness of heart without complacency. Contentedness of heart in position without complacency in position. A contentedness of heart with wage without a complacency about wage, if that makes sense. <clears throat> um, I remember a time, it was a tricky time when I'd given up uh, a full, um, full-time job, professional nursing, and I was having a baby, and the two of us had our mortgage and our car loan and whatever. Um, and I wasn't particularly, I thought I was going to be this earth mother, this earth mother who um, really enjoyed like day and night and day in, day out. And actually, after a while, I needed a little bit of a change and something to stimulate my brain and stuff like that. So... I said, and it was tight, it was tight shift on money to go from a full-blown salary to nothing. It was a major adjustment in our finances, and we didn't always get that right. <laughs> so I said, Father, I could do with a job. I was very specific. I said, I, I could do with something two days a week. I could do with this grade of pay, and I could do with it, like, soon. And I was pegging out the washing. I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, I have the job for you. I have just the job for you. So I was thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting. I wonder how it will pan out. I'm not saying this is like this for everybody, but my experience was that I found that job that day. Uh, Just in the course of events, I went shopping. I thought, I'll pick up a job paper, see what's in there. And there was a a job, interestingly, in Bath. I was living in Bristol, so it wasn't too far to go. Exact hours, exact pay. I thought, could this be the one, Jesus? applied for it, didn't apply for any others, didn't see anything else, got the job. Wow. I don't think I impressed the, um, the GP there either because I said, and I'm not going to give that drug that helps women to not have babies, by the way. <laughs> but I still got the job. <laughs> it was great. Um, so I'm just telling you this story to encourage you to be real with him, to, to give him your specifics like a child. Um, children say what they want in the moment and how how that looks, don't they? They don't want to get it immediately, and it's maybe not the right thing for them in the time, but that's how you come to Father. Um, The goal for Father God in our lives seems to be one of contentedness and not complacency, gratitude and dependency. Um, Proverbs 38, 9, give me enough so that I do not have to beg, and not so much that I forget you. Some people might find that prayer quite hard, but I don't want to forget him, and I trust him for the rest. Um, We've talked about God as our Father and providers. Let's reflect on the classic Old Testament example. Um, This is an Exodus 
for Moses and his people. Moses, the leader of God's people, he had to lead them during a 40-year desert trek, a long time. Quickly, they started to moan and got hungry. I would do the same. After Moses and God had a chat, he provided, Father, provided this manna food stuff from heaven. I actually do believe that. Manna, it says, was, was a, this white, crunchy bite with honey overtones. <laughs> I don't know um, what that would look like. Sounds quite funky in the beginning, 40 years, maybe quite a while. Hey, it's the Lord. We go with that. Um, the bread, to me, means sustenance. Okay, so this is a sustenance, and it came from above. It just came out of the sky, literally. Instructions from maker on the back of the packet. Take enough not more than daily requirements, used by date today. Okay. Oh, except on day six, have enough food for tomorrow because I'm not going to come tomorrow and do the same thing. So even God was into taking a break and he wants us to do that too. It's not all about work and it's not all about play. <clears throat> Are we all right? Is everybody on track? Um, the Bible said it melted in the daytime sun. So they would gather in the morning for the family supplies and then take back to their tents to last them till the next day. There's an understanding that we work using our God-given skill mixes and also we rest. Our Holy Spirit can direct us in and out of various seasons of life. For me, the baby and all of that going on, full-time job, not for me, not right then, not with the hours Tim was doing. Um, and it, we, we get to know what that looks like for our families. Um, dependency on God. Holy Spirit, help me to see, help me to hear. What are you saying for this time for now? In the context, two, number two, what was I saying? Um, it's an us prayer, okay. In the context of praying, we recognize that our father, our dad, pops, whatever you call him, as long as it's good, um, he's the source and the answer to the provision. So it's not about using the right words. It's not about being eloquent in prayer language or speech and going on and on and on. Um, he knows what we need before we ask. Psalm 139 explains before the words are on our tongue. He knows them completely. Um, God wants um, not our words, but he wants our hearts. So heart cries are good, expressing it how it really is. It's about being really known by him and then he can meet us where that's at and we discover him as father more and it goes on and on and on, this to and froing conversations with God. At times I've been um, clearly called to minister on mission and to do training overseas um, and therefore I've needed to travel, and it has sometimes been impossible financially as I look at the situation, and yet that prompting comes from him. Um, it's been amazing <laughs> to see God's supernatural, specific provision um, of exact amounts. You know, when he puts amounts on people's hearts, and, and you're praying behind a closed door somewhere else for that, and, he, and the two of you come together, and this amazing miracle happens, and you think, the Lord's here. <laughs> this is a holy moment. But it's fun, and it's joyful, and it's amazing to be released into his plans. And when I went to India a few years ago, I needed a 1,000 pounds. I was like, we don't budget for that. <laughs> 
you know. I needed a thousand pounds to pay for visas, flights, etc., accommodation, and in one moment, somebody offered that sum of money to me. Um, I did some applications for other bits of the, the travel. Um, I was in, I'm just going to give you lots of testimonies because I think there's power in testimonies. And it's not to big up myself. It's to tell you how rubbish I am sometimes and anxious I get when I need provision for what I know I have to do and the road ahead and how fantastic God is when he shows up. Um, so I had this dentist job. Uh, I felt called to do a Christian counselling uh, uh, something or other certificate whatever um, and I came out of nursing and I went into a dental nurse job because I thought oh, well it's, it's got nursing in the title it should be okay it was really hard work <laughs> I was so out of my comfort zone I got sworn at quite frequently and I was working for a, a private dental practice so they were making a quick buck fast on a very low paid wage to me um, I would have to say I probably had some responsibility, but the end result was that we got pretty overdrawn by about a grand. We're into thousands, aren't we, in our family? I've just realized in one way or another. Anyway, um, so I, we were together in this car as you'd come together, and um, I just said, Jesus, we need a grand. We just need a grand because this overdraft can't get any higher because it's going to get complicated with being charged and stuff like that. And we need it, and we need it by the end of the week. Um, oh, by the way, Lord, I'll, I'll give a tenth of that away when it arrives. So I was speaking faith to my dad because, you know, I knew he was into that sort of thing. And I was trying to be honoring to him to give something back. It doesn't always have to be a tenth. Let's not get hung up on that. But it was just in my heart in the moment to do that. You know, it did come. It did come. And, um, yeah, it came. And... Um, and I, I said, Jesus, who? Who's this hundred got to go to? It was a who rather than a what for me. Uh, and he said, I want you to give it to that girl at work. I won't, I won't tell you what her name was. And um, she was horrible. She was one of the many who had sworn. And I said, right, okay, but you're going to have to make that really obvious. So course of that week in, in work she came upstairs, particular woman, she was having a coffee break, she was so stressed, she was nearly in tears on the telephone I had compassion on her I thought this is interesting <laughs> never felt like this towards this horrible lady before I said what's the matter, are you alright and she said oh you wouldn't believe what's just happened she said the debtors have come round to the house I've been on the phone to them just now. They're going to take my car if I don't give them £100 by the end of today. I said, well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> Jesus said that I had to give you £100 this week, and I was praying for the opportunity, and it looks like I have it. No, she goes, you can't do that. I said, really? I was thinking, she needs all the help she can get. I'd say yes, personally, but... Anyway, this woman goes, she said, no, because I don't believe in God. In any case, he's not very pleased with me. And I said, so which one is it? Because it can't be both. Anyway, eventually we did persuade her to have it. So she got a blessing of an enemy and a, this is what God's like and looks like and pay your debts off and all the rest of it all in one hit. So <laughs> anyway, some will think, um, okay, where am I going? This is it's really important to remember that although we often think about the prayer as individuals, it's an us prayer. I mean, it's this, Jesus is saying earlier on in this passage, um, go into the 
go into a room, shut the door behind you, and your father sees what's done in secret, will la 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 la, go and look it up. Um, so it's a, it's a private thing to go and ask, and then it's a public thing to celebrate, which is probably what I've just done just now. Um, so I need to be mindful of my brother and sister's needs along with my own needs. And when I see a need for them, I, we, we need to pray, and preferably in the moment, sometimes in the busyness. Um, I mean, it's, it's easy for people to get overlooked and forgotten in this day and age um, because our hearts are to see the need fulfilled, not what it looks like or what we look like or aren't we great because... So if you're in a cafe, you're chatting with Christian friends, brothers and sisters, or you're in Tesco, you know, wherever you find yourself in, in, in work on break or whatever, pray and relax about what others think because God is there with you in that moment. Some people are thinking now, no, that's just never going to happen. But I would like to encourage you because I, I really feel this important actually thinking this might look weird um, but I would challenge you and myself I've been thinking about this a lot that that is kind of as bad as the heart of the Pharisee that Jesus warns against when he says don't be like the Pharisees because they think people are going to think they're really cool because of their public acts of spirituality on the street the deal was they cared about what people thought. And in their day, they would get affirmation from other people because of that. In our day, I think maybe we're scared because we won't get affirmation from other people because we're doing that. So if he prompts you to do that, do it. It's my advice to you. Step outside of your comfort zones. Because we're trying to model the one another's in the city to others. If we want to see more answers, we need to pray. It's our lifeline. It's our light line. He is the source. Right, it's going to be okay. Am I right for time? I've completely lost it. Um, we live in complicated days. I don't know about you, but there are some days and I just do not want to turn the television on at all. Brexit, 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 Brexit. <laughs> Political meltdown, dominating headlines, arguments everywhere, court cases flying around, our leaders are in distress. Okay? It can make us stressed. It can make us anxious. It can make us anxious about our savings. It can make us anxious about our pensions. It can make us anxious about business and where that's going to go, about health, about medication provisions in the country. Those of you who are on a lot of medication need to have cuts in that, whatever. But when we pray for provision, it's not a magic, unknowable force that we're praying to. And the government is in the heavenlies. It is not in Parliament. Ultimately, the government is in the heavenlies. So we have to, in this, we have to press in and we have to see the three-person conversation that's happening up there with a real answer. With a real answer. 
Tim's talked about the heavenly dance between Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're in constant rotation. If anyone's not seen the shack, see the shack. It's really good. It sort of demonstrates that in this guy's really painful situation. It's called perichoresis, but you don't have to remember that. I didn't. Um, so they're dancing, they're weaving. And I like to think of them as dancing because heaven's going to be full of that, right? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, we pray to Father. We're honest with our dad. We're short. We're sweet to the point. We trust him because he's good. And he is alongside Jesus. Jesus is always asking on our behalf. Always. He's been down here. He's done it. He's died. He's been tortured. He's had friends let him down. He had nowhere to put his head. He knows what poverty is. He knows what it is to be joyfully blessed by people spontaneously. Um, you know? So here we are. Jesus knows. So he's interceding on our behalf. And the Holy Spirit then hears this and amazingly releases this creative answer, which is a result of the intercession that's been done up there. I, I find that phenomenal. I mean, I could spend all day just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, God is the God of everything, so he is the ultimate source and the provider. And if it's tough, we're content, we trust him, and we find the things that we can to be thankful for. Tim and I went from extravagant days out in a Suzuki Vitara when we were, day, when we were first married. Crazy days. Dinkies, dual income, no kids, to, wow, we have a baby, I have no salary, let's go to Bath and sit on the edge of the canal and have a sandwich, that's our day off. It isn't going out to uh, Chez Dominique or whatever, having a, a wonderful candlelit dinner anymore. And we just used to say, thank you, Jesus. There's a library up the road and we've got our sandwiches, you know. And we learned the secret of contentedness in that season where it was tight. <clears throat> Would you pray for a kitchen appliance? Would anybody pray for an object as well as a person here? Anybody done that? <laughs> Is it just me that's mad? <laughs> Shall I share with you? <laughs> okay, well, just to encourage you, I mean, we were into some crazy stuff and, and saw some incredible miracles of God healing people physically when we were students. We just simply believed in the power of him not to have left us alone, but to, to meet our needs. And so kind of one day we had this oven go wrong in the student house we were living in. And I just, I don't think any of us knew what to do. We were so enveloped in our courses and everything else that was going on that we didn't even look into the fact that we should have probably phoned the landlord. But... I just thought we were reading Smith Wigglesworth at the time. Now, I probably wouldn't go around hitting people to get them healed, but I just hit this oven. I went, in the name of Jesus, work. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> and you might think, oh, she just hit it in a place and a piece got back into order. But I, just, I have done that since. You know, you might think I'm a bit crazy, but... My, my mother-in-law, she, she says now, she says, Sarah, that dishwasher's still going. She says, it was six years old, and it was starting to go. Everybody says six, white goods last about six years, okay? It was probably over six years, actually, and the calcium in that house is awful. And this thing was definitely on its way out. It was flooding all over the floor. It was, oh, and then, Derek, we need to phone and get a dishwasher. She was going. There was only the two of them, so they made, made do with washing up now and then. Anyhow, I just prayed for the dishwasher. She says, it's still going six years later. It's still going. This is 12-year dishwasher now. It's still going now. I think probably 14 years. <laughs> I don't 
even know how he does that. Uh, I just thought I'd try it because I'd seen it before. <laughs> uh, similarly, you know, we were saving for Sri Lankan mission this year and we were quite intent on that goal because we knew that we knew that we knew that we were supposed to be there as a whole family and um, we wanted some downtime too. So our expenses were going to be quite high over the summer and um, the oven went in the same place that it did two years prior. Looked at the bill, thought, £145 two years ago, what's that going to look like? Oh, don't know. Did the same. It worked the next day. I mean, the gas man came to assess everything because in the diocese it's not our property, so they have these people that are released to go and assess to make sure everything's safe. And... Um, uh, and he said, uh, shall I do the oven? I said, yeah, do the oven. I mean, we did have some problems there. And I told him the story. And he went, oh, right, okay, you prayed and it worked, okay. So it's fine. Just share, you know, where you can. And it helps people's faith. For, they might try it as well. <laughs> uh, right. Um, and in church, we've had this happen to people who can't afford stuff and seen that kind of miracle happen it just seems to be something god likes to do um you might think that's a bit extravagant or that's that's a bit of a whim no it's a need he knew it before i asked for it um ellie when when she was little my daughter ellie she's now at university let's not go there it's very painful miss her she uh used to say mommy i want a pink christmas tree and i'm like Pink Christmas tree, get over yourself, you know. We have a a proper traditional Christmas tree every year. For three years when you were tiny and wrecked the tree, I bought a spare plastic one because I couldn't bear to look at it, so you had yours on a different floor. There is no way you're having a pink Christmas tree for your bedroom from me. So she's she's going on and on. Oh, what a pink Christmas tree. Well, just pray for one then, (laughs) because I'm not doing it. I thought nothing else of it anyway. We, I think it was two years later after that whining, and the whining did go on for that long. Was it that year? Oh, pardon me. And so, um, sorry, God. <laughs> so we just were parking pre-Christmas. It was probably Christmas market time or something, and we went to reverse into the space, and there, in the parking space next to where we were going to park, was a pink Christmas tree. It was small, petite enough for a girl's bedroom, so I don't have to look at it. Sorry if anyone's into pink Christmas trees. No label, no packaging. There it was. And she's like, that's the pink Christmas tree! We learn from kids. (laughs) He's so extravagant. He's so extravagant. And he knows the heart of kids. Sorry. If anyone asks you who's a child and says, does Jesus still heal today? Do me a favor and just tell them, yeah. Okay? That's just where it's at for me at the moment. I've just been in, um, in some places where the kids have been almost stolen from because they've had a no. He doesn't tend to do that anymore. And my heart wrenches because I know he does. I've seen some miracles in front of my face, actually. Um, anyway, sidetrack. 
When you give, it shouldn't be out of guilt. It should be motivated by an act of love and joy. Um, He's an extravagant father, and we need to remember some principles for living with God's good provision in our lives. I'm not going to go on and on about it, but it really is important. Tim and I make decisions that regularly, if we have something in, we give out of what we have, and we give what's on our hearts. Um, And sometimes we are giving over a tenth of our income away um, to the work of God in, in the church, um, and um, most of it is most of the tithe bit is to the church, um, and we we feel that's important to us. And we have never been out giving our father, never. So never give out of guilt, uh, but give out of love and joy. You can have a knot of compassion for others as you give, but don't give out of guilt because it's miserable. And that's your reward in full. Um, The we, the we are one trinity, Father, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit are in constant rotation. So let's do the one another's also on earth when we pray for those creative answers to be released. Um, Do you want some more stories or shall I stop? I think we're done, aren't we? Pray. Okay. So, Father, I, I just lift up um, your word and your name in this house of yours. Your word that says, my name is, the Lord is there. My name is the Lord who provides. And we think of of you as the good father who knows our needs, as the God who sees us. As the one who delivers us from all our troubles. And we say we trust you in this journey. We choose to look to you, Jesus, when we come to the end of ourselves. And we thank you that the result is truly good. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you did not leave us alone, but you are with us till the end of our time. Help us to move on in everything that you're saying and doing in this season of our lives together. We might be light, that we might be salty and pleasing in Jesus' name. Amen. Just want us to close.